0: Okay, today we have a very special guest with us, world-renowned makeup artist, Laura Geller, is joining us on the Wedding Podcast Network. Laura, thank you so much for being here.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited about this.
0: Well, I think that uh, our listeners are, are really the ones who are going to benefit today because you are truly um, one of the uh, experts when it comes to wedding day makeup. Um, Before we get into uh, what you actually do, why don't you give our listeners a little sense of your background and how you uh, came to be a makeup artist.
1: I sure will, actually. Makeup has been my strength, and I've been doing it more than 25 years, and I actually started out doing theater, film, and television, and I got to work on, I'll tell you, some of the latest, greatest, from Audrey Hepburn to Ginger Rogers to current beautiful actresses of today. And I think what happened along the way over those beginning years of doing so much travel and going to California and really spending a lot of time doing theater and film, in between I would do private customers, and I found that I got much more reward out of working on people in everyday life like myself who just really needed the attention and someone to really design a beautiful face for them. and. What would happen was I started to do that on a freelance basis and found the demand became quite strong. So I decided to take back the makeup for TV and film just a notch and I opened up a little makeup studio in the city. This is going back 18 years ago and I did it in the back of a clothing store on the west side. This is such a great time in my life and I started doing clients personally, giving them makeup lessons, doing them for special occasions and every now and again it was their daughter's wedding or their wedding and all of a sudden before it was popular to even think of hiring a makeup artist for your wedding where the most you would just have is your venue, I was becoming in demand and I thought it was a very interesting adjunct to my business. I started to see that there was a real need and a real niche for good makeup artist to do makeup for people's wedding days and before long people were requesting me for their next child for their next son for their grandson and it became so busy it became an actual strength in my business and I needed to start hiring additional people and training people and to this date I have to tell you I can't even count the amount of weddings I've done and still as busy as I am now doing um, distributing my makeup line, I still manage to find time to do the specially requested weddings because it brings such joy for me to be part of brides um, on their special day. It's really probably the most rewarding part of the work I do, and the most valuable. Um, As we speak, I have a bride in here that I was not able to accommodate having a trial for makeup, and I poked my head out and put my two cents in because that's one of the strengths of what we do here at my new makeup studio. Um, We just have people come in and sit down in a private room one-on-one, and um, we do these trials for these weddings that have become a a very big standard part of our business right now.
0: Well, I, I, I know just from personal experience and being um, at so many weddings with you uh, as you were doing the makeup and, and you know, for me shooting, um, you know, it's just you bring this, this great energy to that uh, very tense time as a bride is, is getting ready. And, and um, I've just seen, you know, so many times over the years of, you know, just you being there with them in addition to doing the makeup just really kind of helps them. Through that, that period of time. So it's really great to, uh, to see that. Now, you know, there are so many things written in magazines about, you know, what a bride should do on her wedding day in terms of makeup. You know, what is your philosophy on how a bride should look on her wedding day?
1: You know, this is such a great question. And it's, um, it's one that I get interviewed about often in magazines and bridal magazines and, I have a very clear answer for that because after doing it this many years, one thing I have learned is that it's so important for a bride to look like herself, Mm. but just enhanced. And that could mean so many different things to so many different people. What does that mean enhancement? Are you going to put too much? Are you going to make me look uh, like a bride? Um, I feel that we have our own style, each and every one of us as women, And I think that when you use a professional makeup artist, we need to understand who you are, what you do, how you are in your daily life. There are so many questions we ask as a prerequisite before the trial. And what I would say to any bride is that you need to look like yourself that day, that Mm -hmm. it is not important that you put more makeup on because you're going to be photographed. It is not important that you wear an extra layer of foundation or powder or wear that brighter lipstick that you've despised through your whole life and now (laughs) someone's telling you, well, you'll fade out in pictures if you don't do this. I think what a good makeup artist can offer a bride and what a bride should be looking for is how best can I bring out my features so that they look a little more special, that I can look a little brighter for the photographs, but still have a fine balance so that when that person comes up to my face at a garden wedding and in a bright sunlight I still look like myself
0: now does that surprise a lot of brides that when, you know when you say that you know you're just supposed to look like yourself because I would imagine that a lot of them have these expectations that you're going to create a different face for them
1: I think they do have that expectation I also think that um, for many people that they actually have had that experience where they've gone for trials And thought, well, I guess this is as good as it gets, and it must have to be like this, so I'll accept it. I think what we do that makes us stand apart from a lot of other makeup institutions, so to speak, is I think we understand the whole psychology of that day and really get the picture of who this bride is. That's why the trials are so important to us because we develop a relationship the day they set foot in here for their trial. And I think they're very happy to hear that they actually can look like themselves and not have to worry that their fiancé or whomever else is attending is going to think, oh, my goodness, she's looking very different today, and that's not what I expected. Um, There are then a whole other sector of brides, though, that will come in and bring pictures and say, you know, I'm wearing sort of a very funky couture gown. Mm. I want to do something very unique and different to my hair. And I really want to get this smoky, smoldering eye, this dramatic evening. This is my time to really be different and have a departure. And that's important, too. And that's important to be considered. And so we, we do hear what you're saying, and we do want to develop something that is going to make you feel really comfortable. And you know, if we it'd... don't get it on the first try, which we usually like to think we do, <laughs> we'll do it again because we want to make sure that when you look at it, you say, oh, my God, I love it. That's me. And that's the experience you should have. It should be that you shouldn't be guessing, well, something doesn't feel right for me here. I don't know if it's too heavy. I don't know if it's not enough. The idea is that when you put that gown on and you get tears in your eyes because you know that that getting wedding gown was it, it should be the same experience for your hair and for your makeup, too.
0: Right. Now, is it important for you to, um, you know, obviously, you know, you you, have, you do these, these trials. Um, will a bride, you know, bring in photographs of herself uh, in her makeup, you know, that you can kind of get a sense of what she w- might typically wear?
1: You know, we often think of telling our brides, you know, bring in pictures, bring in pictures of the gown, bring in pictures of um, things in the magazine that you would sort of like to have a feeling of looking like yourself. Um, We hope that people will do that. They often don't come in with pictures. And I think part of the experience of doing weddings in particular, because, you know, there are makeup artists who do makeup for television and film and theater and models, but don't do weddings. And I tell you there's a big difference because part of having the experience of working with brides day in and day out for more than 25 years now, is that we really can get a semblance of the personality of the bride by just a few simple questions that we ask prior to doing the makeup. Um, And sometimes it's not even from a question. It could be just by the way she struts in and what she's wearing and knowing the venue of where she's getting married and who the designer of her gown is and almost how she looks just at that moment, even if she hasn't done her makeup herself. And so she might be coming in freshly scrubbed. Um, We really, I think, from trial and error, have really narrowed down understanding a personality, and I think that's how we design our makeup, more than even the style of what the gown's going to be or the flowers at the venue. It's important to know it all, but I always say when I finish doing a makeup trial, and my makeup artist will say the same, this is our look that we feel you'll be best in. When we arrive at your location and we finish making you up and see you in your gown and see you, so to speak, in all your regalia, we may say, you know what? You need a little more. You know what? We'd like to take it down a notch. You know what? Let's add some fake lashes to the outer corner of your eyes. It'll make it a little more special. And I think that's the beauty of seeing the venue and, and staying and being there. But for the most part... We'd like to think that the look that you achieve at the trial is the same look you're going to get on your wedding day and feel really comfortable with it.
0: Well, you know, you bring up such a, a great point about the fact that, you know, there are so many vendor choices uh, for brides, and it's really important that when you choose your vendors, you know, whether they be a makeup artist, your photographer, your videographer, that these people have experience with weddings, because just Being an expert in a particular field such as makeup and not doing weddings is not really going to yield the same results as someone like yourself who who has that specialty of dealing with brides. So it's very important for our listeners to understand that when they're choosing a vendor, that it is a vendor that has experience with weddings because, as you know, it's a very unique segment of the market in dealing with with a bride and a wedding.
1: Well, you know… To that point, I would say that, you know, I always remember an experience, and this was a lot of years ago, but I'll never forget it, and I've actually brought it up to many of my brides who felt that, you know, they were going to have a makeup artist who does models or, you know, I'm not suggesting that that makeup artist is not equally as talented or maybe even more talented, but an experience I encountered was... I came out to do probably six to eight bridesmaids, and I had a certain window of time in which I needed to do them. And the bride decided to hire a different makeup artist just for herself, which is not uncommon, and I think I had finished probably all six bridesmaids, and that makeup artist was still working on the bride's Mm -hmm. face. And what I encountered and what she encountered and discovered was not that she looked better than her bridesmaids but now she was unnerved she was late for the photographer she couldn't get her pictures done in time it set a tone for the rest of her day and I actually had to step in because she was so unraveled and finish off her makeup because the makeup artist had to leave and so I sort of stepped in cleaned her up polished her off and And I often use that story because you're working on a timeline and the makeup artist you pick just can't be good at makeup. They have to understand how the wedding works, how much time they have to do it, how to keep the bride relaxed and calm, how to be able to know that, you know what, I can't do more than four people. I'd like to recommend that we bring another makeup artist with us. There's so many elements that brides don't think about because it's not their area to think about. Right. It's what we know, having done it from trial and error, that we want to make sure that the pace of the day runs smooth because that part of the day, having your makeup and hair done with all your friends are around in the morning, should be the most fun, relaxing part of the day right. because right. after right. that, you are on. That's right. So that's critical.
0: Yeah, it is. And, and uh, you know, I've I've been in those situations where, uh, the whole day falls behind schedule because of a particular makeup artist or a, a hairdresser not completing on time and, and you can't make that time up.
1: Yeah unfortunately. And I, also, I often you know, will tell many of my brides and, um, and I often tell my makeup artist as well, it doesn't take a makeup artist doing a makeup in, in an hour or plus to be a, a better makeup artist. A good makeup artist can look at a face. And know how to execute what they're supposed to do much more quickly than someone who is taking a longer time. For me, when I look at a makeup artist who's taking more than an hour, what I understand from being in this business is that that person really is not so sure what they're trying to achieve and they need to keep working at it. A good makeup artist can finish a makeup in in 45 minutes or under. It shouldn't have to take longer than that. Right.
0: Right. Now, will a bride uh, who uses uh, you or one of your makeup artists need to supply any makeup or do you bring all of your own supplies?
1: Well, we bring everything. We have a kit. We we always like to say we have everything but the kitchen sink because, mm-hmm. of course, we may do a trial on a bride but never have had the opportunity to see the mother of the bride or right. if there's a mother of the groom or some of the bridesmaids. So we come collectively with every color, every consistency, every formula imaginable. We will often tell our brides when we do the trial if there's a lipstick you love or if there's a foundation or something you feel particularly attached to we're happy to have you bring it along that day and we'll use it um, because nobody needs to have to only use our products but we do come prepared to do anything and and have everything with us.
0: Now do most of your clients have you come to them or do some brides come to you to have their makeup and what would you recommend?
1: Uh, That's a really good question. We often like to come to the venue whether it's the home, whether it's the the hall or in the back of the church or temple. And I'll tell you why. Um, when you have the makeup artist at your disposal at the time you request, you don't have to worry about going into a salon where you think you're making an appointment for 12, but the makeup artist or the hairstylist is running behind because the other person showed up late. There are things that happen that are out of the control of the makeup artist once you come to that location. And I also have seen that where I've been at the hotel with a bride and the bridesmaids and the mother of the bride decided to get done at a salon because perhaps it was a couple dollars less mm. um, and they all start pouring in late and they're panicked and the bride is panicked. I think having your makeup artist designed and allocated to be your space at the time you wish, it's your day, is worth every nickel extra that you may have to pay because you will not have the problems of traffic of weather. Right. Um, and, and I think that's important for keeping you calm and relaxed throughout the day.
0: Yeah, I, I would, I would definitely, uh, agree with that. Uh, I've, you know, certainly shot enough brides at, you know, at the salon and, and all, and it's, it's always seems like everyone's looking at their watch and we've got to go, we've got to go, we've got to go. And it's a much different dynamic than if we were at, you know in in a suite at a hotel um, where if something's needed, you make a phone call and room service brings it, and you know it's just a whole different uh dynamic, so it, I it would is, definitely it's agree
1: entirely different and you know there there have been brides who there are always brides who sometimes may feel that you know I can't afford to spend the extra amount of money and certainly going to a reputable place where you've had a trial before and you know that these people are honorable. Is a better chance, mm. but if you can do it, I think it's almost um, one of the most important parts of what you decide to bring as far as all the elements together to have your makeup artist and hairstylist at your location.
0: Now, is there anything that a bride should be doing in the days or the week before the wedding with her skin that would make you know, the application, you know, better or, you know, just how should she be treating her skin in those few days prior to the wedding?
1: Well, it's a good question. I would also say it's what not to be doing. And, mm. and probably what stands out in my mind most of... Of what they should not be doing is, you know, very often I'll have a trial with a bride and then she decides to do some self-tanning or go to a tanning booth and I show up and and she's an entirely different color. And not that I'm not prepared makeup-wise, but it's my recommendation that if we want to keep you looking like yourself, you might feel a little pasty, but at best, don't get too much color. So I would caution people about self-tanners. They are never, in my considered opinion, very natural looking. Mm-hmm. I, I've yet to see one that doesn't look orange.
0: Right. And especially if it's a March or February wedding. You got you it. Know, you weren't laying out in the sun, that's, that's for right. sure.
1: That's right. And especially if your groom is not doing it because right. you don't want to look like a completely different skin tone than the person you're sure, marrying. Sure. It doesn't look great in pictures.
0: That's, that's a very um, good point.
1: There would be that. There would also be, you know, the... Um, The bride that maybe feels that she needs to spend a lot of time getting her skin back in condition. I think there's always um, a wonderful way we can take care of our skins through getting a facial and and things of that nature. But I don't think it means that you have to go on to a routine and a time down. You know, one week I'm going to have this kind of facial. The next week I'll have another facial. The week after that, because it can cause irritation. You can get a reaction. Um, as it is prior to a wedding. Often I see my brides having some breakouts. Uh-huh. I always like to say we have the artillery, the <laughs> concealer, that that covers just about anything from tattoos to that worst blemish that you just knew you were going to get on your day, and right. we can worry about that with makeup. Um, so I, I think you shouldn't be spending all that much time worrying about what you should be doing and just treating your skin well. Of course, I always like to say the night before your wedding or a couple of days before your wedding, maybe staying away from salt, do get a lot of water, um, and probably not drinking all that much the night before because it just doesn't feel good the next day anyway.
0: Right, right. Now, one of the the things that I always see, you know, in in my aspect of of a wedding and being a videographer is during those emotional moments, and, and one that always sticks out in my mind is when, you know, a bride sees her groom for the first time. It's very emotional for them. And they always, you know, try not to cry (laughs) because they don't want to ruin the makeup Mm -hmm. and and things like that. You know, what is what's the scoop about waterproof mascara, waterproof makeup? Does it work? Do you recommend it? What are your thoughts on that? Yes, yes, yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think I think there's no room for error. I I have to tell you, and even myself, um, I can remember the one time I showed up at a wedding, and and I'm doing it 25 years, and, and these situations will always stand out in my mind and I actually did a bride and she told me she wasn't a crier and I did not have waterproof mascara with me nor did she and right after her ceremony um, I went to meet her because I stayed thank goodness Um and she had cried like crazy at the altar and she was very dark under her eyes mm. I learned very quickly from that I always have a brand new waterproof mascara in my kit as my makeup artists do just in case the bride doesn't have her own We even have developed a product now, which nobody has on the market, which is a waterproofing clear mascara, which means a bride could have her favorite mascara, or we can, and we just take a coat of this and put it on the lashes. And let me tell you, um, your mascara is not going anywhere. You will not have any problem. Um, But all of those things are important. I think, you know, you cannot ever tell if you're going to be a crier or how you're going to react. Right. And very often, it may not be you that decides to cry, but it could be your groom, and then Mm -hmm. it makes you start crying. So many things happen. Sure, sure. So I think it's very, very critical that, you know, we do things like not only making sure you have waterproof mascara on, but that we use a lip sealer. We even have a spray that we use as we complete the makeup, which is a finishing spray, which is something I wouldn't recommend for daily use, but I got to tell you, we put it on a bride. Her makeup lasts hours and hours and hours longer. So we think of all of those little elements and those nuances are what makes it important to have a professional makeup artist because some people might say, you know, I can do this myself or I can get my friend to do it for me or since I don't wear a lot of makeup, I'm not going to hire somebody. But it's those little tricks that we bring to the table that you don't see, but change the way your makeup works, lasts, holds up for the whole evening.
0: Right, and, and you only learn those things through experience. There okay, is no, sure. there is no way to just, you know, get that out of a book or anything like that.
1: Well, you know, listen, there's a lot to be learned from books. I'm writing one right now, so. <laughs> I, I intend to share my, my secret. There you go. But you know what? I, I think, I think it's invaluable. I did a wedding actually just this past Saturday, and as, um the mother of the bride just stopped into my studio yesterday, I happened to be here, and she caught me, and she, she remembers not only having looked so good but you know what she remembered which really touched me and which is what i hear over and over again from the clients after we are uh, available for their weddings is uh, not that we made them look good but how we made them felt that day Mm. how calm they felt how great an experience it was working with the particular personality of that makeup artist this particular case she had a 92 year old mother who was ambulatory I put some makeup on her. I It it took me two seconds to do it, and I made her mom feel so special. And for her, that was probably the most priceless thing about her daughter's wedding day, that she had her mother at 92 years old looking beautiful, and all the guests could not get over how well she looked. That's great.
0: That's really great. Now It's an
1: emotional experience. It
0: it certainly is. And, you know, it really, um, I always get a kick out of, you know, being... Uh, in a situation where the bride's getting ready and of course there's lots of tension and, you know, they turn to us and say, you know, how come you're not nervous? <laughs> you know? And, you know, I just tell them, well, just think how you'd feel if we were, if we were nervous, what? you know? Um, you know, we, like you said, we do this. Uh, we, you know, we're the ones that have seen it all. And, uh, uh, you know, certainly I understand that, you know, being the calming, uh, factor in, in, in a very, uh, what could be a manic, uh, moment. So, uh, I, I think that's very important. Now, do you ever um, do makeup for the groom or father of the bride, or how do you know? What about men and makeup?
1: Oh, you're asking such a wonderful questions. <laughs> you know, 25 years ago, when I showed up at weddings and the father of the bride would use that old expression, makeup, I think that was from one of the Henny Youngman days. Uh-huh. I don't know if any of our brides would know that, but <laughs> they would they would say it and, and joke about it, and if I dared come there near them with a powder puff or a brush, they just, that machismo set in, and they said, get away, get away. Right. Now when I am called to... Touch up the groom. They're waiting for me in their room, (laughs) (laughs) patiently and excited that I'm there to cover up their dork circle, their blemish. Why should we forget them? Sure. Um, Taking down the shine on a somewhat receding hairline, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, There's lots of little things we can do that... um, surprises the the men of the of the bridal parties whether it's the the grooms or brides parents fathers or the groomsmen um yeah they should absolutely be attended to and i don't think it means setting up an appointment or allocating a whole lot of a time but um i certainly have been known to bronze up an uh, otherwise pasty face on a man (laughs) or get rid of as i said a little mark from having shaved and have a little, you know, little bruise. Right. Um, Yeah, there's lots of things now where men are no longer shy or embarrassed to say, you know what, don't forget me over here either. And I think it's important.
0: Sure, absolutely. Now, let's talk a little bit about how a bride's hairstyle might affect uh, their their makeup. Uh, How much of that is tied into one another?
1: Um, I think a lot of it. And it's funny because... I always say, you know, um, I, I want to get an idea of how you're wearing your hair, whether you're using our hairstylist or not. I, I do want to get the full picture, um, and this comes back to the bride that says, I want to, I want to wear a hairpiece. I want it to be a little funky, a little couture. Mm-hmm. You know, when I hear that, I know that that bride can take on a little bit more makeup than she usually does. Um, when I have a bride that says, you know what, I just want it blown out, straight, and very natural. Very soft. I know that's pretty much going to be the look all the way around. So each element um, should be shared with um, the makeup artist and the hairstylist um, that you're working with because I think it does give credence to how much the makeup has to really match the whole look. It's, you know, it's a vision and in some ways it's a costume. You're putting on a gown that you've never worn in your life, you're wearing your hair whether it's half up, half down, or just smooth, or putting some extensions in and doing something sort of very 60s. Um, it's a costume, and I, everything has to work together. It's, it's your red carpet night, and you are solely going to be looked at. And I think every, every part of it has to come together and work together.
0: Now, you have hairstylists as part of your team as well?
1: Of course. We've assembled, um, in addition to the makeup artists that have been with me numerous years, have gone with me on countless weddings, and you know, bring to the table not just the expertise of good makeup, but great energy. Um, we have assembled some of the best hairstylists as well, because actually, how I find them is from um, going and doing weddings and saying, you know what, I cannot believe how t- terribly, you know, talented that hairdresser is, and what a great personality. And uh-huh. I try to get them and rally them to come work for me and and freelance for me. And so, yes, we. We also have great hairstylists, and we do the trials here at our makeup studio. So um, we do offer that service, and we'd like to think that um, if somebody doesn't have somebody, because very often people have their own hairdressers, but their own hairdressers are not available for weddings or cannot leave their salons on particular days of the week and that poses a problem and a lot of anxiety for a bride so that's where we come in.
0: Sure, sure. Now uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, costs involved with uh, working with your studio.
1: Okay, what we'd like to do is basically make it simple and tell you how much we charge per person. Because, you know, that is the deciding factor, how many people you can afford to have done. Or, you know, rather than saying, well, you know, we charge this much for this part of the day and this much for another, our fees generally run about $300 per person, okay. 3 to $350. Um, we usually have a three-person minimum, and that means that um, if we have an artist come out to you, we generally ask if you can get at least three people together to have your service done. Mm-hmm. And that fee is for one service so for an example if you're going to have hair and makeup for three people you're looking at something about eighteen hundred dollars it's about nine hundred dollars or nine hundred fifty dollars to have three people done for makeup and the same for hair okay
0: and what about a a makeup trial how would that work for makeup
1: trials are ninety five dollars for makeup And they're a little bit more for hair, and that depends on, generally they're about $150 for hair, and that depends on if the bride wants to try different styles. So we charge per hour, it's $150, and then if she decides she wants to take it down and start over, we certainly have the luxury of doing that for them as well. It doesn't usually work that way with makeup. We usually find that. In the hours time that, uh, the bride is with us, we can tweak it and add more takeoff and it doesn't take a whole lot of more time for us.
0: Great. And, and I think what's a good idea for a bride if, if she's planning on doing a trial is maybe to tie that in with, uh, a, a night out that, you know, they may be going out that evening or, or something where they can actually, you know, see how they look in, you know, in a real situation, uh, Absolutely. with their makeup.
1: I'll tell you what I always like to say to my brides, but I don't often get a chance to say it to them prior to the trial, is don't tell your friends, don't tell your mm-hmm. fiancé that you're having this done, and then go home or then meet them for uh, an evening out, and then see how people react when they see you for that first time, because if they're waiting till you arrive to, to make a judgment on how you look after, you're you're going to get a different opinion than when they see you for the first time You didn't realize what you had done. Right, That's, that's the real point. true, honest opinion of how people receive you sure. um, if you didn't tell them. So I'm glad I had the opportunity to make that recommendation.
0: Yeah, that's that's a really a great point because if people are kind of prepared, then and you're then not And then there's always a...
1: that bride that actually doesn't want her fiancé to see how she looks after she's been done. Uh-huh. She wants to make it special for that day. She wants everything from him not seeing her gown to her headpiece, you know, For him to really see her for the first time and how she's going to look that evening and everything, just, you know, not just her clothing, but her hair and makeup as well.
0: Now, um, you have over the last couple of years become somewhat of a television star as well. (laughs) I know that I get a big kick when I'm flipping around and, uh, I see you there on QVC. Um, now brides who might not be in the area here, in, in the New York area, uh, can certainly get your makeup um, how?
1: Well, they can certainly get our makeup from um, going on our, our website, laurageller.com, or even QVC.com, Um and um, soon to be even lots of deeper distribution, I hope. Um, but it, I think the most important thing is for our destination brides who can't get in. Um, I always like to say, you know, even if you can come in for a makeup lesson, if you're making a trip to New York, even if it's a year before, we can probably set you up and teach you or teach the friend you bring along how you can look so terrific on your wedding day. And we've had to do that. Listen, we have brides that get married on um, away, destination weddings where they don't want to bring a makeup artist or can't afford to bring a makeup artist, and we teach them. And I think, or they'll, they'll, if, if not even us just teaching them, they'll take the face chart that we give them and the products and they'll go to a makeup artist in that local area where they're going to be and say, you know, this is what I want you to use on my face. So I think we can really work with people who are not in the New York area as well. If not that they can't get in, certainly by a phone consultation, sending us a picture, us making recommendations, we we really want to be available to everybody, and we understand that not everybody could have us come to their destination.
0: Now, what would you recommend once a bride gets engaged and has set a wedding date? How far in advance should she be contacting a makeup artist?
1: Well, I think it's important, just like like I mentioned when, I, when we first started here. You know, in the old days, people just booked their venue, their photographer. Um, maybe a florist, now they 're contacting us. if they know who they want to use, if they have a good lead, they should contact that person right away and say, "Can you please save the date? I may not be ready for my trial, but can you please at least put my name down on that date and give me the right of first refusal if somebody else calls because we here you know get booked into a year away you know from from our our brides. And so if if they know that they want to use the Laura Geller Makeup Studio, they can call and say, listen, I'm getting married uh, next February. I'm, I'm living out of town. I don't know when I'll be in, but please put my date down. And we will do that for them. And we certainly will call them if somebody else calls and requests that makeup artist. And we will not give that makeup artist away to someone else until we've given you the opportunity to say, okay, I'm going to send you a deposit or I'm going to get in there because we know how important it is.
0: Sure, sure. And, and I think that's, uh, that's really great that you're willing to work that way with, with brides, um, in terms of, you know, have, securing a makeup artist because, um, you know, it is so critical. And, and, you know, over the years, as you build up, you know, such a, a client base, you're getting so much of your work through referral that, it, it, you know, it's, it's my sister had you, my, my cousin absolutely. had you. Um, so, you know, I, I, you know, certainly understand that, uh, you know, it's important. So for our brides that are listening, you know, once you get engaged and you've set a date, um, it's important that you reach out to those vendors that you really, that are really important to you and secure them, uh, so that, you, you know, you're not ultimately disappointed and then scrambling for second best, uh, you know, on your wedding day. You've only got one shot at it and, uh, you know, certainly want good your advice, first very choice.
1: Valuable advice.
0: Well, Laura, you know, this has been, Great, and, and you've given us some, some wonderful information. Now, uh, if a bride wanted to contact you, how would she go about that?
1: Well, she can call us directly at our makeup studio. We have an 800 number, which is 800Makeup, M-A-K-E-U-P, number four. That's, um, for any of our clients who are out of town, or they can call 212 area code 570-5477. And we actually have a wedding coordinator who works in-house, who's been with me for probably 11 years and knows every venue, every party planner. She's become a friend to all of our brides because she offers more than just setting up an appointment, and I think that's important, too. Her name is Janet, and she is available here Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, and I always like to tell our brides, if you're going to call to set something up or even just ask a few questions, get Janet on the phone because she will give you so much information that... Um, You'll come away going, "Wow, I've I've just made a new best friend during this planning process."
0: Well, that, that's that's really great, and uh, of course, your website is laurageller.com. Right, and we can see you uh, on QVC from time oh, to yes, time. From
1: time to time. <laughs>
0: and uh I just want to really thank you for for being a part of this podcast and and sharing uh so openly uh your expertise and uh, I have to say in knowing you as long as I have and and having the pleasure to work with you you're one of the nicest people uh I've ever met in the wedding business, and uh I think any bride would be lucky to have you or one of your your team as part of her day so
1: right back at you, kiddo. Well, we do well, know each other a long time thanks. And- and you are a very special person as well. And good luck to all you fabulous brides out there. Um, it's a, it's really a wonderful time and one you shouldn't ever forget. Um, let's make it easy for you if we can.
0: <laughs> that's, that's really great. Laura Geller, thank you so much for being a part of this. And uh, we hope to uh, have you back on for uh, another podcast with us in the future.
1: I would love it.